I don't know. I don't know. I think that's I think that's kind of hokey. That's what I would call it. I call it hokey. <laughs> I'm going to leave that up. Five. Four. Three. Two. Oh, and one. One. Hello world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, we're back. We're recording again. Who would have thought? We are. We tried, we, 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 we tried, we tried so hard, so hard last week to record. We even tried Thursday, I think, for like a second, and then we're like, no, fuck that. Too late in the week. It's too late. It's the summer. Nothing happened anyway. Yeah. But regardless, welcome back. Happy hour, listeners. Hello. My name is David Auger. I'm at Glaucus123 on X. <laughs> Ew. Metal Dave on Blue Sky and um, Metal Dave01 on Threads. Joined as always by Beth. Hello. I'm at H I V E R H Y T on Twitter Erks. and Blue Sky. Nice. Did you see that? Um, he tried to take the um, the Twitter name off the building, but he didn't like file a permit or anything. So the police came, and the ER are still on the building. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's shut down. So it's either so right now it's Xer or Irks. Yeah, so it's like there's like ER on the side of the building, yeah. and they're projecting a big X on the side. God, and and people are like, "This is the guy." Can't even do fucking paperwork for God's sake, man! I just man, folks that are in bed with this guy, like Grimes. What the fuck were you doing? Maybe she just wanted the emerald money. I don't. I don't know. Like you, you do realize that Grimes leaving Musk has resulted in X being created. Yeah, I mean, like, but why does he want to name everything X? I don't. I think that might be it. SpaceX and. Hyperloop X. That no, because his but... kid and PayPal. Oh my God, that's right. Um, somebody else. I mean, something else. Somebody tweeted like all of the different things that he's tried to name X over the years. This is like the fourth thing. Wow. All right. And so I guess some... it was yes. Yeah, so it was PayPal, SpaceX, his kid, and Twitter. All right. Well, we're Happy Hour X at Happy Hour on X. Happy Hour Pod on Instagram again. Hasn't been updated. Ron, um, I think, yeah, I guess it'd be Happy Hour Pod on Threads as well. So, uh, oops, on our part. And we also Happy Hour on Blue Sky. Uh, we're seriously considering getting off of X, though, because that's so stupid. It's so stupid. I just, I can't stomach it. I can't. I can't anymore. Right. I finally got hit with the... People to pay for something doesn't mean that they're going to use it if yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, it's just, it's god-awful. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. Like, man, how dumb can you get? Seriously. It's like it's like becoming oh my god, I forgot the name of it. Google Space, whatever that used Google Plus. Google Remember Google Plus? Google Plus, yeah. That yeah. that social media platform was so lame it wasn't blocked at, at campuses. Or high schools for that matter. Anyway. We have two weeks worth of Habs news, which can be accomplished in one day. 
Let's get started. The most important bit of news, frankly, it was something that we asked about literally two weeks ago when the qualifying offers were made. And a big one finally came through of Alex Newhook. The big, yeah, the new hab. The big gun that Kent brought, brought himself in. Uh, Four-year contract. And I wish I... Oh, I thought I had the uh, the details here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four years, 2.9 per season. Fair. You know, if he sucks... Like, if it sucks, he'll be, like, in the same level as, like, Armia, if I'm correct. Unless Armia is getting, actually, like, four, come to think of it. Wow, here we go. Me just blowing numbers here. Okay, so... New hook at 2.9, Armia at 3.4, and everyone is assuming New Hook will probably outperform Armia, given that he's literally eight years younger than him, and um, you know, widely thought to be a freaking player as well. Yeah. Gonna be interesting to see. I've said it before, but I can't wait till training camp. Yes, it will be fun. Mm -hmm. I think. And that's what it's all about, kids. Fun. Fun. So there it is. Fun. All right, so that's Alex Newhook. Uh, then we had uh, some little minor league contracts come in for two-way contracts for Nicholas Baudin and Lucas Condata. Good for them. Yay. I believe, I'm not sure if Baudin suited up for the Habs before. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. But I do remember Condata having a, having yeah, a game. Yeah, Condata had a game or two, but I don't oh. think... Didn't Lucas, yeah, he scored in his first game as a Hab. Did he? I think that was a big deal. Yeah, I remember I remember tweeting about that. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, good for him. Anyways, AHL bound and with all the firepower that's apparently coming into the Habs uh, for training camp, uh, will they make the, you know, will they get back into the big club? We don't know. But the Rocket is going to need, well, the Rocket are going to need a lot of help anyway because things are going to be so different. And hopefully, because of the new doctors the Habs got, or at least the new team physicians, it's not going to be as rampantly, uh, you know, injury prone as before. But we'll <laughs> see. Who knows? Maybe it'll be just the same thing because uh, nobody, uh, no, not one of us are hockey surgeons. So, no, no, not a hockey surgeon. Now that that both those two things were the big news. Talking about players, and there we are. So with that. The Habs, since those moves, sit at, uh, they are $3.5 million over the cap, according to Cap Friendly, as of right now. Um, and the same issues as before. You know, what's going to happen with the injured reserve guys? I mean, once Caulfield's off injured reserve, oh wait, actually, trying to th think about how that works. Okay, only price right now is, is officially on long-term injured reserve. And they have Caulfield, Monahan, Slavkovsky, and Arbor, you know, so Jack Guy. All of them yeah. are also in there. And it's funny because all four of those players are barely money-wise more than Carey Price's one thing. That's so so funny. But yeah. we'll see. Um yeah, that's it. Did did you have any Habs related news that was serious? Um Oh serious? No. All right. <laughs> no. That's okay. Um, Nothing serious. Trying to think. So what else we got? I have other things too. Comic Con in Montreal happened two weekends ago. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, 
it was uh, it was funny because I was in Montreal, uh, partied Friday, hung out with the girlfriend Saturday, you know, well, the rest of the weekend, of course. And it was that Saturday where we were like, what the hell are we going to do today? Plenty to do in Montreal. Beautiful weekend two weekends ago. And then the Habs tweeted about being a Comic-Con. And we're like, holy shit. We could just go to Comic-Con. And that was literally the thing. We woke up. Was Yuppie there this time? Didn't see Yuppie. He was there in a Mario cap, as well as Metal was there as well. I missed both of them. But uh, it was the first time I had ever been to a Comic-Con. And that was interesting. It was a lot of fun. Actually, so much fun that um, because once I heard that the Habs were going, I'm like, okay, let's see who else is going. So I'm going through the list of people. You know, I'm a big movie person. Comic-Cons have movie people at them usually. Yes. And two names come up that surprised the hell out of me. One being a Lance Henriksen actor. Not sure if you'd know him. No. And a Michael Biehn, probably a little bit more popular, but still very vague. So, for those of you that don't know, that are listening to the podcast, we're veering way into other things right now, since the Habs news is pretty sparse. But um, Lance Hendrickson and Michael Biehn both starred in a movie that is near and dear to my heart, Aliens. Lance played the android, and Michael Biehn played Corporal Hicks, one of the uh, colonial marines in the movie. So I got to meet those guys. It was really cool. Nice. Really enjoyed it. Now, there were two other actors there that more people ought to know. Uh, one being Sean Astin. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I got to, I shook hands with Rudy. Shook hands with Rudy, Samwise Gamgee, and he was oh, yeah. also in the second season of Stranger Things, Bob the Brain. Bob, he, he's gone too soon. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. Spoil alert if you're not in it, but don't worry about it. He's fine. Yeah, three seasons later. Yeah. Three seasons later. New one's coming out soon-ish. I think this year. It's supposed to, but I don't know if the writer's strike is affecting it or not. See, and yeah. In this, the SAG strike. Yeah. Of the strikes are affecting it or not, so we shall have to. We will see. I remember. Um. Yeah. The last time that there was a writer's strike, it was like 2004. 2004 or something like oh no might have been like might have been 2000 yeah actually closer around there because i was in the middle of bow star galactica and a lot of people are wondering what happened to that show and it was definitely the writer's strike yeah that sucks a lot anyway so comic-con was cool but there was one more name that was really really big on there and it was christina ricci was there as well didn't get to see her though but because her thing was mobbed like all the time yeah. So there it was. But yeah, did that, um, you know, Comic-Con stuff. There's all sorts of stuff. Anime lovers, sci-fi lovers, tabletop lovers, all sorts of stuff. I thought it was really cool that they had a guy doing a live speed run of the Nintendo 64 classic. that on Instagram. That sounds nifty. Ocarina of Time. Playing it in the, like, the OG Japanese version, too. Narrating in French what he's doing. And man, you ever watch people, like, speed run a video game? They are on a different... Yeah wavelength of game like yeah, uh, i don't play video games but mm-hmm. i can tell like it's it's nuts mm. to put it into context for people that rec- recall the ocarina of time big game take your time with it have fun this guy 
was able to beat the second dungeon when you're Kid Link. You know, I'm talking about the beginning of the game. Kid Link, you have the Deku yeah. Tree, then you have the uh, the Goron uh, Fire Temple place. He beat both mm-hmm. of those in a half hour. Whoa. Run it. Bolting through of, it. Speaking of Ocarina of Time, I saw this TikTok <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And it was like, I love how all the Zelda games are like, here's this ancient song of our people. And it's like, Link, throw a flower bomb at the wall and you will get through to the yeah. secret thing. <laughs> That's pretty. Violence is the answer, Link. You will find your way. <laughs> but it's like this ancient song was like, oh, it's for this thing right here. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's good. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, uh, you know, if we're talking about gaming, you know, Tears of the Kingdom came up a while ago. And I put a ton of time into that game. Haven't beat it yet. It, it came out a month before Final Fantasy 16. I played Final Fantasy 16, beat Final Fantasy 16, went back to Tears of the Kingdom. Because I'm still working on it. I was like, honestly nice. just playing it today. One um, of my friends, is uh, he's got early access to uh, the new Baldur's Gate. Um, so he's on his third playthrough of the early access part. Damn. And he never plays... Well, he's done like three different um, characters, races, and yeah, characters yeah. and stuff. He never plays evil characters, so we've convinced him. He streams on Twitch and stuff. Um, we That's convinced funny. him to do an evil character for this last playthrough before the release date, and he's like having such a hard time because, like, he. I'm gonna um, burn the cupcake. He, <gasps> he, like, even when we played like D and D like years ago and stuff. I mean, he still plays whatever. I just don't mm. anymore. Um, but like he, <laughs> he never plays mean characters. He never like wants to kill anybody, mm-hmm. hurt anybody, kind of thing. And um, so like tonight, he like killed this like alien thing. Um, like, and then like he came across this like bad guy that like he killed, and then like their dog. And like everybody was like, "Kill the dog, kick the dog." And he was like, "No, I can't. I draw the line. Like I'm not doing." I draw the line at um, dogs. That's lawful his- evil. Yeah, and like all of his role, like he'll try to like be mean. He like he was like in an argument with this other character, and he tried to like punch the guy, and he both of his roles failed. He did not get to punch the guy, and he was like, "The game knows I'm trying to be evil. It's not letting me. It knows my true character." Um, so that's been it's been interesting um, yeah. to watch. Like I like I said, I don't play video games, but like I like to watch other people play video games. Mm-hmm. And like Baldur's Gate is pretty cool. It's it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons, but you're just doing it on a computer with like visuals and stuff um baldur's gate it's pretty neat yeah baldur's gate canically is at part of the actual D universe same thing with um neverwinter nights and um like neverwinter nights neverwinter is a town baldur's gate is a town all in the like the 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 actual dungeons and dragons universe I don't know too mm-hmm. much further than that, but I used to play Boulder's Gate, like the old one on the fucking you know PC in the '90s, like a lot, yeah. a lot, or early thousands. I don't remember, but it was really cool. Um, for those of you really curious about the timeline of how morality made it into video games, um, there's a there's a show on Netflix called High Score, and one of the episodes covers how a developer dealt with players that wanted to be evil. In games because that was like a new thing like back in the 80s it's like oh all my character everyone you're gonna play a hero and blah 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 and you know instead he realized that what people would do is that they'd have their character run into a town kill everybody steal everything 
and it's faster than, you know, doing quests and being heroic. Yeah. So the next game he created um, had like um, a morality meter. So, you know, if people oh. see you coming and you have like enough like evil renown, they would attack you like right away and stuff. And that's how that sort of thing developed. And that was that was like um, what game was it? It was Ultima. For those of you that remember Ultima, that was like Ultima 3 or like 4, and that's old, old computer shit, way back in the day. <laughs> like, the guy the guy made Ultima 1 literally in his closet. Just... Wow. I like computers. Here's my game, Ultima. <laughs> um, oh, we do have actually other Habs news. The preseason calendar was released. Yes. I actually forgot about that. Sorry, listeners. Right back into it. So, uh, six games, three of which against the Leafs, two against the Ottawa Senators, and one against the Devils. Tyler Toffoli Revenge Tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, it starts uh, on... Yeah, starts at home against New Jersey on September 25th. So, that whole week, September 25th and on... Uh, the 25th, 27th, 29th, 30th, October 2nd, then October 7th. It's going to be uh, Jersey, Ottawa, Toronto, 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 Ottawa. And two away games for the last ones. October 2nd in Toronto, October 7th in Ottawa. So there it is. So for those that want to enjoy some Habs preseason games, uh, yeah, they start September 25th. Mark your calendars. If you want to have, it's actually, yeah, a full like, week of two games. Two months from, t- from tomorrow. What's that? Two months from tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Oh, you know what? September 29. I might be able to do that one. So September 29, that's Friday against Toronto at home. Uh, so for those of you right. that are in Montreal, I mean, preseason tickets are going to be pretty whoop, you know, cheap comparatively. I hope. I imagine. I pray yeah. to God. Um, I'm going to see if do I'm going to be in town for that one. I, I can be. <laughs> I might actually do that. That'll be fun. Do it. So there it is. So there's preseason. Forgot all about that. That's nice. Um, uh, again, uh, as is always, the Canadians' prospects will be in the Prospects Challenge that is in Buffalo. Um, I attended the one last year where I got to see Ar- the, some kid named Arbor Jackeye come out of nowhere and wow everybody. And also got the first glimpse of uh, Yorai Slavkovsky as well. Um, so the, there will be three games for the prospect challenge that's earlier in September. So it's September 15, 16, and 18, and the Habs will be going up against the prospects from Buffalo, Boston, and Ottawa. That's in downtown Buffalo at the Lecom Harbor Center, which is right next to the main, uh, Buffalo rink. That's a good time. It's a lot of fun. You know, so if you get to get a chance to check that out. Um, I think the yeah, tickets are like dirt cheap, 10, 15 bucks, you know, I see some of the prospects play and it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's the, uh, it's coached by the Laval rocket, uh, staff. And what was that? So you can get Buffalo wings and yeah, get Buffalo wings. Yeah. There's little bats, the freaking yeah. Get yep. Labats there. Like a, a lot yeah. of Labats is actually brewed in Buffalo. There's also the Hofbrau house. <laughs> you can walk there from the Harbor center, which is like ugh, godsend. I love that. Cause that's my 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 jam right there. Uh, um, the Habs apparently. I just saw the one today from um, Brendan Gallagher's fiance, but apparently the Habs are doing a series on um, all about my man. Is that what it's called? Um, 
They, there was they did an Uno last, flip on the Wags? They did they did one last week apparently with um I just saw it. I just saw Kovacevich? it. No. <laughs> no. Um I just saw it. I suck. Um they did another one last week with another player and his partner. Mm-hmm. Um but they're doing I guess they're doing like a spotlight series where they have the women talk about their their dudes. Um so that's cool to get that insight on them. And then there was also a feature on um Michelle Lacroix. Yes. Um our beloved um Michelle Lacroix. Um which was really good. So definitely check that. I will link it when we post. Um, I just can't find it. I can't find this other one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but apparent. But I mean, I'm interested to see more. I hope they do uh, Caitlin and Nick next because I really want to see what Caitlin has to say about Nick and the cats. Um, well, you see, Nick plays hockey, and then I play with the cats. Yes. <laughs> That's it. There was a picture of him holding Leo like this <laughs> yeah, yeah. in his hand. And somebody was like, why are you holding him like that, Nick? They're not going to take him away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have the article. Oh, Chris Weidman's partner. I oh, oh that's Chris right. Weidman. Yeah. Um, Chris Weidman's partner. There was the other feature that they did last week, but which I did not see. I just, I saw the one from Emma and then. I was scrolling through other stuff and I was like, oh, okay, they did this one. Where was it? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, but that's right. But yeah. I, um, um, so yeah, those are going to be interesting to look into. I actually have an excerpt from uh, the LaCroix uh, article up here. Um, let's see. Talking about Mike Matson, who grew up on the West Island of Montreal, as everybody knows. An yes. avid fan of the Blue Blanc Rouge uh, was one of those fervent supporters encouraging their team from the stands. When Matheson transitioned from the seats to the ice, he would still get chills even behind enemy lines as a member of the Panthers and Pittsburgh Penguins. Quote, when I played as an away opponent, that would always give me goosebumps when I was on the ice, even as the away team, said Matheson on hearing Lacroix uh, welcome the Canadiens to the ice. So much of what reminds me of my childhood and going to games is listening to his voice. And it's true. Because uh, Michel Lacroix has been in the game for almost 60 years. He's been the announcer for the Habs. Incredible. Almost 60 years. They say parts of six decades. So, let's try to put that into, into perspective. Almost as long as since it's almost as long as since the Leafs last cup. Yeah, I was about to say. I have an incredible yeah. fact about that, actually. I'm going to veer right into, into Leafs talk. So... Toronto Maple Leafs, 1967, win the cup. Good for them. Months later, the first McDonald's opens in Canada. They haven't won since. It's McDonald's fault. It's Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Every night, he's whispering evil spirits into the, into the, the, the brains of Maple Leafs players and making them soft. It's the plot of the next Conjuring movie. Yeah, there it is. Done. <laughs> and frankly, that was all of my of my news, aside from um, Emma Fortin having her uh, interview about Brendan Gallagher. I oh, didn't Gallagher um, go to Montreal or go to Comic-Con, uh, but I did go see Fall Out Boy. Oh. 
and that was a great time and bring me the horizon Ooh. and um this band well it's it's this person i do not know their pronouns they're beautiful um their name is ryan they are they their band the the musical act is called royal and the serpent um i fell in love the moment i saw them come on stage um they are femme presenting um absolutely um they remind me of Charlize theron no uma thurman they remind me of uma thurman uma thurman um in the face but then they have like this long yellow hair um they performed in a in a giant button-up white dress shirt and um red bull like mma shorts incredible um so they were one of the opening acts and then bring me the horizon and then follow boy um it was a great time i uh, took a, I was supposed yesterday. I saw, I saw them Saturday yesterday. I was supposed to do my Barbenheimer double feature. I had to cancel my tickets because I was so worn out from the show because I'm old now. Um, naturally, naturally, but it, was, it, it was wonderful. Wonderful. Good times. Um, bitch, definitely check out Royal and the Serpent. Um, they're amazing. Um, and then the drummer that was playing for Royal and the Serpent, um, he is 22 years old. His name is Tosh the drummer. He's uh, drummed for like Kid Leroy um, and some other well-known um, musicians and stuff. The, um, Andy, the drummer from um, Fall Out Boy, he had a family emergency and had to leave um, the tour for a little bit. And so Tosh learned all of Fall Out Boy songs in two days in order to cover for Andy um, while he's out. And he did an incredible job. Nice. Um, and he's on TikTok. Um, and he like he's he's so good. It's it's bonkers. Um, so if you look looking for some new music, definitely check out um, Royal and the Serpent and check out Tosh the Drummer. He's he's a cool dude. He does some good stuff. And he's 22. Like he's it's nuts. He's so young. Like he's been I think he's been like drumming professionally since he was 16. Nice. Did he drum for like Hans Zimmer or something? Because <laughs> Hans Zimmer, that guy. Oh no, actually no. That reason I think about that. Hans Zimmer, I remember years ago, um, he actually had a band band, I think, that played at like Coachella. And their drummer, Hans Zimmer's drummer, like a not a not a like a drummer, drum kit drummer, um, yeah. had a Habs cap on at Coachella. Oh. It's like that's interesting. So I found out that Ryan Santiago is a lady. According to Wikipedia at least. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. The, uh, she I I could I don't like to assume um, oh no, I know. I I didn't either. I was just looking, and a lot. It's all she, 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 that, et cetera, et cetera. No, she is great. She's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I literally was like, I will marry you right now. Uh, Santiago took up competitive dance as a child until she shattered both heel plates after jumping off a stage while performing when she was fourteen years old. Oh shit. Oh. Heel plates. In 2023, Santiago performed as a supporting act for Fall Out Boy, and there was so much for it to start us tour. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Cool. Good for her. Up and coming. 29 years old she is. She is. She is. She is so talented. Excellent. Let's see. What else are we doing here? All right. We're coming to the end. Um, yes. Um, Lucy Landymore is slated as the drum kit drummer for Hans Zimmer. Lucy? So it says Lucy Landymore. She's based in Vienna. Oh, she's a drummer with the world of Hans Zimmer. And it's definitely like Lucy, Not a lady. Because I could have yeah. sworn someone's like, oh, yeah, that guy that was drumming. But who knows? Maybe they were just oh, I don't far know. away. Who knows? But okay, Genesis. Lucy. Good job, Lucy. Um, yes. 
It was Barbenheimer weekend. I'm so sad that I wasn't. Hopefully next weekend I can go and revel I, in the Barbenheimer of it all. I caught Oppenheimer at 1030 in the morning yesterday. That was when my I was doing going to do Oppenheimer 1030 in the morning and then Barbie at 410. I had like an hour between when Oppenheimer was done and Barbie started to like get food and whatever. Right. And that was my plan, too. I was supposed to uh, meet up with uh, friends for Barbie, but they end up bailing. Because Saturday, it was Daiquiri Fest at Saratoga. If you put, Daiquiri? Oh, yeah. That's... No, yeah. Toga, Toga is a fucking sloppy mess, man. That town, for people that haven't been to New York in the capital region, Saratoga has a semi-famous racetrack, you know, up, you know, where it is. The racetrack and like the racino. For horses or for cars? Oh, no, for horses, like hats and blah and all that. Yes, oh, right. Okay. Now, with that comes some of the sloppiest drinking you can ever imagine. There's one street on Toga in particular called Caroline Street, and it is just, it is a, it's like the, it's it's, it's like the apocalypse happening, happening every weekend there. So add a daiquiri fest to it. At least, thank God, I was talking to my friends, you know, the day before and said, oh yeah, you can only get in between two and four o'clock and they shut it. I'm like, what? (laughs) So there was still enough people for my friends that, that got so severely hammered that they're like, we can't go to Barbie at six o'clock the next day <laughs> in the afternoon. Yeah. They were, that, they were just done, dangerous. done, but there was, no, no, Oppenheimer was great. I'm a history guy and it was a uh, really incredible, um, Killian Murphy was really good. Um, everybody was really good in that movie. Everybody. Um, and then, uh, Barbie. Holy shit. That was also really good. And I'm glad it's making all the really, really, you know, small men that pound their chests uh, feel even smaller because they deserve it because they're idiots. Yeah. That's all I have to say about um, that. Also, if you're go, if you want to go see Oppenheimer, um, but you are concerned about um, needing to use the bathroom, <laughs> uh, there's this app called run P it's been out for like 13 years. It's, it's been out for a long time. Um, but when the movie starts, you like press a button in the app and then it gives you an alert like 30 seconds before times to go to the bathroom. And then um, it tells you like what like what um, is happening in the movie or what a line somebody says that it'll be like, OK, when you hear this, get up and go. They try to keep all of the pee times around three minutes or so. So you have time to go wait in line if necessary and come back. And then when you get back, they tell you what you missed. Interesting. They also do. Um, they also do trigger warnings, um, trigger warning pee time. So like, um, like if there's going to be, um, some sort of like assault or like animal death or child death or something like that, they'll do that in there as well. Um, Oppenheimer, they said they did have some, some trouble trying to find good pee times just because so much happens so quickly, um, in the movie, but they, um, they were able to find some, um, so you don't have to be like, I have to sit here for three hours and try not to pee my pants kind of thing. Cause I mean, I be drinking beverages. Um, and it's hard to not, when you have popcorn, you need a beverage because it's so salty. Um, but that is an app, that is an app that they have. Um, and they do it for like all movies, not just like super long ones. Um, so definitely check that out if you need it. Cool. P time. Cool thing. The app. Yeah. Run, awesome. no, it's called run P run P run P. Yeah. Nice. Wait, well, that's it. 
Anyways, happy hours back. Hopefully we'll be back next week as well. Uh, we record on Skype again. That's weird because yeah. uh, that was kind of a little bit of a technical thing we had to figure out again. Since we haven't used Skype in like three years or something like that. Yeah. Because Zoom took over everything. So, oh well. It did. Anyway, that's it for us. Thank you everyone for listening. <gasps> Thank you. Go up's going. Bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. Did you? I've had this one.